Passport Mommy with Michelle Gerson. Motherhood is both amazing and difficult at the same time. The Passport Mommy, Michelle Gerson, is here to share in your journey. It's amazing. It really is just watching them grow and see how much change and how much they learn just without the filters around them. Joining you on your greatest adventure, here's Michelle Gerson, the Passport Mommy. Welcome to the show. You know, I love speaking with moms who come up with really cool products. And I'm really always in awe of them because usually these products come about from their own experience as a new mom. And I think for somebody to be a new mom and also work on a business is just incredible to me. So today we're going to be talking with Lauren Picarillo. She is a mother of two beautiful boys, Joseph and Vincent, as well as the inventor of a revolutionary, life-changing and innovative Dr. Oz and Good Morning America featured portable infant massaging device called Baby Soothe by Tranquilo Baby. Hi, Lauren. Thanks for joining me today. Hi. So nice to be chatting with you today. I'm so excited to share my story. Yes. And I want to hear all about this because I have to say I met your, the company that you licensed your product to at a recent event, and they gave me a sample of this baby massager. And I will tell you about my own personal experience with it in a little bit, but tell me a little bit about the background and just how you started this product and why. Well, thank you so much. I'm so happy that you were able to, you know, try the product out. I feel so honored. Um, basically I became a new mom, uh, almost 10 years ago and, um, you know, I was sleep deprived as so many, you know, new parents feel you're anxious, you're overwhelmed. And I would hear my son crying at nighttime and I just felt so desperate to, you know, calm him and soothe him. And so really the only method that effectively and instantaneously soothed him was my massages on his belly and on his back. And I said, wow, this is amazing. This truly works. And that was the aha moment. And I said, how wonderful would it be if I could replicate this sensation throughout the day? So if, you know, I'm in transit, I'm in the car, the baby starts to cry or, you know, grocery shopping, wherever the baby starts to fuss, it would be great to have this, this little compact device. And so you know, I pitched um, an engineer who at the time worked for Melissa and Doug. His name is Ken Whelan, incredibly uh, talented, you know, engineer. And he believed in the idea and the rest is history. It just, you know, snowboarded. from there, it just, you know, grew and, and that was it. Amazing. So tell me about how it was featured on Good Morning America with Lori Grainer in 2014 and Dr. Oz with Barbara Corcoran in 2017. So you've had the eyes and ears of the Shark Tank crew. Yes, yes. Um, so basically from the beginning, um, after I conceptualized the idea, I truly wanted to manufacture this device on my own. So I decided to, you know, really try to get it um, into the hands of a variety of new parents as well as a few celebrities. And then I, and then of course, you know, I was, I had a pediatrician by the name of Dr. Jen Trachenberg, who's world renowned. She's just fantastic. She had endorsed the product. And so, you know, little by little, I just kept you know, achieving and, 
you know, uh, forging ahead. And so, yes, I was um, I was actually on Kickstarter back in 2014 um, to sort of gauge interest and see if new parents, new mothers would like this type of innovative device. And I received the feedback that I wanted. And from there, I then was able to get on to um, Good Morning America. We actually beat, beat out tens of thousands of contestants. Uh, the, the producer at the time had said that, you know, it was extremely innovative and, you know, for new parents, I mean, all new parents understand the uh, frustration of having a, a, you know, a fussy newborn and being sleep deprived. And so it, oh, yes. it was great. <laughs> and then Dr. Roz was 2017. So I, I've been blessed. Um, we definitely got some great media coverage and, you know, it's just my passion for the product, knowing that it works and, um, you know, just forging ahead and you know getting in into into the media so it's it's been a it's been a great great ride yeah and you say uh, there's nothing worse than having a baby at night fussy you can't get them back to sleep you're exhausted or in that supermarket yeah, line when your baby's having a meltdown and i have to say i was telling you that i used it the other day it was i have to admit it was sitting on my dresser for probably a few months since i <laughs> received it. And then I thought, oh my gosh, why is this sitting here? And I haven't used it yet. And I broke it out when my son was so frustrated, just couldn't get settled in at night. And I put it on his stomach and he literally just looked at me and smiled. And that was it. Aww. And I said, oh my oh, goodness. And I yeah, and I use, I use it mostly every night. So tell me, how does it work? So it's meant to simulate a mother's fingertip massage. So mothers intuitively massage, right? We don't vibrate. We don't, you know, do anything but just, you know, hold our children and massage our children. And massage is incredibly powerful um, in healing. And so that was my method to help my son to just, you know, calm down. And he was colic. So, I mean, it was it was definitely a challenge. And so um, the device uh, simulates that touch. We have three rotating fingers, sort of look like a yin and a yang. Um, and they rotate in a clockwise direction. There's a 10 minute auto shut off, which is great. Um, and so, uh, you know, what you do is you have this little compact device and you insert it into a band that it's a Velcro band that goes around the baby. So it's Super simple to use. There's a button on the back of the device. You just turn that on and voila, you have, it goes transforming a, a crying baby to a happy baby instantaneously. <laughs> yes, a hundred percent. So tell me what makes this product unique? Because there are little mini massagers out on the market that, you know, mom could say, okay, I'll just hold over his stomach or his back. But what makes this unique? Um, it's unique uh, insofar as is that it truly simulates that mother's touch. Um, that is why it took such an incredibly long time to hone it and perfect it, make sure the functionality was effective, that it was effective yet gentle for a baby. Um, so, you know, there might be other massages, but we, we really credit um, the fact that we have worked tremendously hard to make sure that this device stimulates that human, that mother's touch. And it's small, it's compact, you could easily throw it into a diaper bag and you're off to, you know, tackle your day. Right. 
And it's great. And there are, there's so many studies that talk about the benefits of massage on infants and there's videos and, and just so many different things as to why it's so important. So I think it's wonderful to incorporate this, whether it's at night, during the day, whenever you need it, you just break it out, you press on and you go. And I have to ask you as a mompreneur, because I know I have no time for anything right now. How did you get this off the ground? How did you even get this moving? I know it took nine and a half years, but still it's a very busy nine and a half years when you're a new mom. Absolutely. Um, you know, it it was definitely a long journey, um, but I persevered because I knew that um, in my gut, I knew that I had something different and unique that could positively impact uh, the lives of millions of families and help millions of children. And so, um, you know, the, the days that I felt delirious from a lack of sleep from the night before I had, you know, breast milk on my shirt or, you know, going to a meeting and my hair looked like forget a hot mess. And, right. <laughs> you know, I was just like, uh, definitely a hot mess. Um, I just kept persevering because I, I just, in my heart, I knew I had something that I wanted to share with the world. Um, and, you know, if I could help families to, you know, relax a little bit, it, it for me, that was, that was the mission. That was the goal and the objective. So um, also because I was a role model to my children, I wanted to show them that, you know, everything takes time. It's, mm-hmm. Nothing's an overnight success. Right. So... It's true. It's true. And you hear these people who have these products and people think, wow, they just came up with this idea and boom, it's on the market. Like no such thing. Yeah, no, 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 that doesn't exist, that doesn't exist right. in reality. No, exactly. So tell me, we have about a minute left. Tell me where Baby Soothe is available. And then the next segment, I want to talk to you more about how you're working in conjunction with Baby Brezza and some other advice that you might give to moms. Terrific. So we are currently available on Amazon as well as tranquilobaby.com. We actually just went live about a month ago, so we're super excited. And, um, you know, again, it's perfect, perfect baby shower gift, um, perfect with the holidays coming up as a stocking stuffer. Uh, Really, you know, for new parents, for grandparents, caretakers, it's just the perfect gift. And it's a great price point as well at $39.99. So um, yeah, yeah, I'm so, so uh, excited about that. Yeah, it it really is a great gift. And especially those grandparents like mine, who every time I ask them if they will watch my newborn, they say, no, we don't watch newborns. We don't watch newborns. It's too much work. (laughs) And uh, So if I could just give them this and say, here you go, this is all you need, this in the bottle and you'll be all set. It's a game changer. It's a game changer for grandparents. Absolutely. Yeah, it really is. Lauren Picarillo, she is a mother of two. She is an invent she is the inventor of Baby Soothe by Tranquillo. And we are going to talk more with her coming up in just a few minutes because I'm always intrigued by these entrepreneurs who are moms and advice that they have for other moms. More coming up in a few. I'm Michelle Jerson, the Passport Mommy. Motherhood is a journey. Joining you on your greatest adventure, here's Michelle Jerson, the Passport Mommy. Speaking with Lauren Picarillo, she's the mother of two, and she's also the inventor of the baby massager, 
Baby Soothe. And it is the greatest thing I have to say as a mother of a four-month-old. I've used it. It's this little triangle type device and it has three little massaging fingertip like, uh, I don't know how to describe it, Lauren, but it's just, and it's so soothing and it's so easy and gentle on the baby. Thank you. Thank you. It's definitely a light. No, you described it beautifully. It's it's a game changer for new parents, for grandparents, uh, caretakers of babies. Um, it's, we love our little massaging fingers. You know, the babies love it too. So <laughs> they love little little tickles. Uh, exactly. That the parents. <laughs> exactly. So. so you're a mom. You're an entrepreneur. It took you nine and a half years from beginning until your launch now on Amazon and various stores. What types of, first tell me what other stores it's going to be available in, and then tell me what advice you offer women who may also be looking to get started, but they're just overwhelmed with the whole idea of starting a business or a product. Sure. Well, I don't want to say yet, we are working um, to, right now we're on Amazon and TranquiloBaby.com, but we are looking to expand um, so, uh, in 2020, we definitely will be, um, available in other retailers at other re- retail stores. Um, so I'll let you know, I'll keep you posted. Um, Great. and as far as, um, being an entrepreneur and, you know, and really, um, my objective was not only to create this innovation, um, you know, to help millions of families, uh, but also to, help to inspire and empower women um, to break through the glass ceilings, to realize that, you know, no matter what, if you're a mom, no matter what age you are, you can pursue your dreams and persevere and accomplish whatever you want to accomplish. I've had so many people that have said, Oh, you know, you're a mom now you have your, you know, six, your six year old and you're well, now six and nine year old. But at the time, mm-hmm. you know, I had, babies. And, um, you know, I just, I knew that I wanted to give back and I wanted to create this amazing product. And, um, and so I really want to help other women to, to realize that, you know, they have an idea, they have a service that they want to promote or anything. Just the time is now, you know, right. do it, achieve it, you know, don't sit on it because nothing will come to fruition. Right. And that's excellent advice because I feel like a lot of new moms who maybe have either decided to not go back to work full time, or maybe they were always in sort of a freelance position and they've, they just kind of feel like, you know what, I have no time now. And maybe this is just my role right now is to be a mom. And you know what, there is absolutely nothing wrong with that at all, because we all know how much work that is. And that's the equivalent of like five full-time jobs. But if you really do want to get out there and, and pursue and launch a product or start a business, like you said, never too late. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And it also makes you, you know, if you pursue your dreams, you feel that, you know, you become a better mother or you could be, you, I mean, at least for me, I felt like I, I could give back more because I was mm-hmm. fulfilled. And right. so feeling that satisfaction absolutely helped me to, you know, give more to my children and to my family. Exactly. So what would be the first step if somebody had a product idea? Where should they start? Definitely, I I believe in like the old fashioned break out the pencil and the notepad and like just start drawing. Um, I'm very, you know, creative and I'm very visual. So, you know, get that number two pencil out and just start to draw. Um, And 
research, definitely research, um, researching. So probably drawing and researching, I combine it into one to, you know, make sure that there are no existing patents or trademarks or copyrights, nothing um, that is out there, you know, that's exact, exactly like the idea that you have and then go from there. Perfect. And then, so after that, after you realize that there's no other idea, then should you go ahead and trademark your idea? And then do you look for investors? Do you, I guess, how did you get in touch with the engineer that you started working with from Melissa and Doug? Cause that's huge. Absolutely. I, I think that it is imperative to um, be legally protected um, at the time back when I just had a concept, just had an idea and I didn't have a prototype um, I decided to um, work on getting a um, a patent, but it wasn't it, it wasn't actually the design patent the utility it was um, a non uh, utility patent. And so working on that um, it was it was important and also non disclosures. So you know whenever I would approach, for example, the engineer who I was connected to, I used to work at, um, Scholastic for a number of years. So I was okay. connected to the engineer through Scholastic and um, just, you know, speaking to him, I knew that I had the non-disclosure. So it's important that, you know, cause everybody, every situation is different and every product is different. So, um, you know, just make sure that before you approach anyone that you're as legally protected as possible you know, you could go on legal zoom. You don't necessarily have to, you know, hire uh, an attorney right away, but again, Mm -hmm. every situation is different. And for myself, you know, I needed eventually needed the licensing attorney, patent attorney. And then I, you know, just progressed and moved. Amazing. Lauren Piccarillo, thank you so much for joining me today. The founder of Baby Soothe, which is like the best gift you can get a new mom or a grandparent or anyone pretty much who you know is having a baby for the holidays. You can get it at tranquillobaby.com or on Amazon. Lauren, thank you so much for joining me. Passport Mommy with Michelle Gerson. Motherhood is a journey. Joining you on your greatest adventure, here's Michelle Gerson, the Passport Mommy. I have a two and a half year old and a four month old, but already I'm wondering where should we live? Where are the great schools? And for that, I've been going online and I've been going to the website, Great Schools. And so I'm happy to have with me today, John Dean. He is the CEO of Great Schools. He started his career in business, building a foundation for his leadership in and service to innovative educational organizations. His record of success began in the classroom as a high school math teacher and led to serving as principal and administrative leader of high-performing schools in the San Francisco Bay Area. Thank you so much for joining me, John. How are you? I'm fine. Thanks for having me. Sure. So you've also done just so much more than what I just said. You've worked with the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. Tell me a little bit more about your background and what led you to doing what you are doing today. Yeah, so I started out, as you mentioned, a a career in in business and uh, was very excited about working with startup organizations and and growing uh, different companies, but really felt that uh, I was in the wrong place and and had a different calling. And I ended up uh, 
switching careers, becoming a, a teacher, and really just fell in love with working kids and recognized how important that could be. Uh, and then I, I, I taught for a few years, became a, a school principal and a network executive, and then really wanted to see sort of the education landscape from a number of different perspectives and see how we could continue to think about how systems fit together to support parents and teachers and kids and, and getting the best outcomes for kids. So uh, you mentioned a few of those steps along the way, and uh, mm-hmm. I find myself at, at grade schools now um, working with the, the largest platform for sharing information for parents and what an incredible opportunity uh, this is. Yeah. I mean, I think so many parents use grade schools as a guide to figure out maybe where to move to, what high schools are really doing very well in the district, where should they send their kids? So what what is the criteria that you use when deciding which schools rank a certain way? So grade schools creates a profile and provides information for uh, for basically every school K-12 in the country. And our, our goal is to try to share as much information as we can with parents about school performance. We want them to understand how students are doing in the school, uh, other characteristics about the school, but not just some, some students. We want to have them understand how all students are doing, right? So we are trying to present a picture of um, what equity looks like in the school, what growth for students look like, how students are doing, you know, in high schools, how they're doing, being prepared for college. So we're pulling data from uh, state in departments of education, from federal data sets. Uh, we have opportunities for parents to share information with other parents. Um, and we have opportunities for schools to share information about themselves and try to create a really rich picture of what's going on in a school so that uh, when someone comes and asks that question that is so important in everyone's search, right, what's the best school in my area or where will my child thrive? We want to be able to help provide that information to, uh, to get them on their way. Sure. So I know on your site, you have a system where you could get a six out of 10 up to a 10 out of 10 as a ranking. So if somebody sees say an eight out of, excuse me, an eight out of 10 or a seven out of 10, how, you know, what are the differences there? And, and is it a big difference that somebody should say, Oh my goodness, this has got an eight. This one only got a seven. I should go to the eight. The, the ratings are a, a point of information to help a parent uh, understand what's going on. But what we recommend for everyone is to, to dig in and look where that's coming from. And you can see on the site sort of what the subcategories are, the sub ratings and how that, um, where that number comes from. And we want you to take a look at the college readiness score and the equity overview and how this school is doing with different groups of students to understand. And often the differences in those ratings may you'll be able to see where it comes from in those sub ratings. And then you can make a, uh, an informed decision about what's important to you at the school and what you, what you see and what you're looking for. Um, and we would, you know, we would want parents to take a look at this and then to go visit the school and learn more to really understand that the subtleties between some of these, um, these ratings are uh, things that you'd be able to see and learn more about. Um, but what we try to do is put it all in context. So, all of the schools in your state, we can help you make sense out of those uh, across the board. Um, right. You know, well, what we know is that this is really kind of a, a journey from, from kindergarten through 12th grade. And there are these steps along the way people are going through. And we want to be able to put that in context. So, uh, so you know, this is a guide that people can start with. Right. And it's terrific. I know everybody that I've asked or when we're looking and trying to figure out where to live, a realtor is not allowed to really say this school is good, that school is not. But they'll say, hey, 
go to great schools, go to the website, read up about them. Yeah, we do have a, a great partnership with a number of uh, organizations in the real estate industry. And that what we find is the place where we're able to reach a lot of parents is when they are making a choice, um, whether, whether they're moving and looking at different neighborhoods, whether they're relocating from one state to another, a lot of different opportunities and, and situations where parents are really uh, not sure of the information they can find out about the schools where they're going. And they, they would really love to have, a, have it all in one place. And so we try to make that as easy as possible for them to do. Yeah, it's terrific. So tell me about an award that you're working on right now, because it's very impressive. 1,700 plus high school students in 25 states were honored for preparing students to succeed in college. And then you also have a Great Schools College Success Award. Tell me about that. Now, this is the, one of the most exciting things we've been able to, to do um, lately. We've, we created the College Success Award two years ago, so we've, we've now gone through two cycles of this. We've been able to recognize 1,700 schools uh, across 25 states that are doing an exceptional job of preparing students to not just get into college, but to succeed in college as well. And we do that by taking data from their high school experience, coupled with data from their post-secondary uh, enrollment, retention, and success. And we're able to identify the schools that are really achieving outsized results. And so what we wanted to do was create this uh, award to honor those schools and to start conversations in different communities about uh, which schools are having those results and what's going on within those schools. And um, so we start with the award. We, we share that with the school uh, and through all of our site, but then we go deeper and we say, what's happening in some of these places? What are the things that are really going on? Um, so we can identify, you know, practices that are really impactful for a school. Mm -hmm. And then we try to take all that information and make it accessible to, uh, you know, to the education folks, but really more to our parents and our, and our, our core audience, we're trying to help them understand what's going on at these schools that are having these great results and how can you maybe look for those things as you're making choices about the schools that you're looking for. You, sure. you said you have, a, you have some younger kids, so you're probably not looking at high schools just yet, but you know, the, the, the continuum of K-12 is kind of a, a long journey. And I know that you're probably starting now thinking about what high school might look like. And so we're excited yeah. to be able to have have those resources about what's happening in school. So uh, at any point on that, um, that parenting journey, you're able, you're able to take a look and, and maybe think ahead a little bit. Yeah, no, I'm definitely thinking ahead because we're trying to figure out where to move. And, you know, part of me says, oh yeah, high school is so far away, but it would be nice to stay in the same district if we are fortunate enough to stay in the same place for all of those years. And and I think it is something that a lot of parents want to look ahead to and, and figure out when they're trying to figure out where to live. So what are some of the criteria that you look for when doing this award? What are the things that schools can be doing to really shine? Well, so the criteria we, we do, this is based on the, the school's results. So we're looking at, at schools that where students are uh, graduating from high school, enrolling in college, persisting in college, um, where they're actually you know, taking courses that are going to have them on a path towards college success. And so that's what the, the award is based on. Uh, but some of the things that we find, right, we're, we're finding practices at individual schools where we see uh, different, different models, maybe for mentoring, different coaching models with teachers. We see schools that are having uh, a high number of schools that do dual enrollment or dual credit models, various things like that. So uh, throughout the course of this upcoming year, 
we'll be creating more resources uh, aligned to some of these practices and sharing them on our site and linking them to the award-winning schools to continually um, kind of develop the body of information we're able to share uh, and to, to build these as resources for parents. Right. That's terrific because I think it's a real incentive for schools because if they know that, hey, this is the resource where a lot of parents are going to find out whether or not to send their child to that school, it's a real incentive to get them on board with some of these wonderful programs. Yeah, we found some of the schools uh, have just been incredible partners in uh, uplifting the award and celebrating it, that uh, schools really recognize it as an honor. Uh, mm-hmm. We've had some of our award-winning schools uh, hold rallies in their community, uh, you know, create videos to celebrate the award and share it with their communities. We've had uh, governors and states sort of tweeting out to celebrate some of the schools that won the award. Um, just a, a, a variety of ways that people are recognizing it. these are schools that are working really hard to ensure all students are prepared to succeed. And that's really important to us. Right. And especially when you talk about low income families, because a lot of times they get brushed aside those schools, or maybe they don't have the resources that they need to really be on par with some of the other schools. Exactly. We often find that when we we talk about schools that are preparing kids for success, all students are lumped together and we see sort of an average number, right? We see uh, a certain percentage of our kids are going to college. What we wanted to do was look at and say, how are each subgroup of students doing so that we're making sure that low-income students, students of color, all the students in the school are actually succeeding uh, when they when they head off into their, their post-secondary paths. So um, the access to this data is, uh, allows us to do that, really allows us to put that kind of equity lens on what we're seeing. Uh, and it just it gives us a, a, a lens that hadn't, hadn't previously been available uh, without having access to the data from both the, the uh, K-12 system and the post-secondary systems. Right. So how long has Great Schools been around for? So over 20 years now, uh, Great Schools has been providing information to parents. Uh, it's pretty crazy how, how long this is, uh, the work has been going. Uh, and we, we you know, serve uh, over 40 million users every year. Uh, you know, about half the parents of school-age children in America are coming to Great Schools at some point. Yeah, 100%. So what tips do you have for parents maybe who are looking, who are trying to figure out which schools are right for them? Because I feel like too, even though a school might get an incredible rating, it might not be a great school for their child. How does one differentiate? What should parents be looking for? You know, this is such a personal thing for every parent. And that's what's so important to us is that we can provide that, you know, core information about results in the school, we can tell you what's going on and what the school is saying about itself and what other parents say, but we, we just recommend that every parent kind of start, start there, dig in, and then start, to, especially as you're early in the journey, start to identify what's going on at different schools and what feels right to you, how uh, what a school is saying or what you see about the school resonates with what's important to you and your family. Um, and then, you know, for parents who have access to be able to visit schools and, and take a look, we recommend digging in and uh, talking to teachers and others in the school. Uh, there are a variety of things that you can do to, to build on the information that we have to kind of help you make that, that broader choice. Um, and I think you said not, no one school is right for everyone. We're very clear on that. Uh, different models of schools, different sizes, a, a whole bunch of different characteristics that will um, 
that will help you identify whether the school is right for you. Uh, so that's that's part of the journey that we we hope that we can help parents as they go through. Yeah. And you brought up a good point going to visit the schools. I feel like a lot of parents don't feel that they can or should visit a school if their kids aren't in there. But why not go there and talk to the teachers, talk to the principals? I think it's one of the most important things that parents can do if they have access and time to be able to do that. And, uh, you know, schools all across the country open their doors to help uh, prospective families identify if it's a good fit for them and to help them understand what the services are, and what they've got going on yeah, at the school. Yeah. You know, I, I would also say one of the other things we do at grade schools is uh, besides the individual school and the search, we, we have a, we have newsletters and parenting tips and content that we share. We have a, a grade by grade newsletter where, you know, we, we bring parenting advice uh, and ways to support your child to life from kindergarten all the way through 12th grade. And so, we, as parents are trying to identify what is it that's important to me and how do I help support my child, we also recommend people subscribe to those newsletters and get that insight coming to them regularly so you can actually help build out your own picture of what's important to you and how to look for it and identify it within a school. Perfect. John Dean, Great Schools. You could go to greatschools.org. Thank you so much for being with me today. Very informative. I really appreciate it. I'm Michelle Gerson, the Passport Mommy. More coming up in a few. Motherhood is a journey. Joining you on your greatest adventure, here's Michelle Gerson, the Passport Mommy. And I cannot believe Halloween is almost here already. I'm already stressed about what costumes to get together because usually we like to do a family costume. So it's always trying to find something that works for all of us. And now this year we have a new addition. So it's a family of four costume. But Halloween does not have to be stressful, and it should not be stressful. It should be fun. And for that, I have with me today Martin Amato. He is a lifestyle expert, a TV personality, interior designer, and contributing writer on home decor. Hi, Martin. Thanks so much for joining me. Hi, Michelle. Thanks so much for having me. So what's your favorite part of Halloween? (laughs) Yeah, so listen, Halloween has always been a, a time of great excitement for me, and I love the fact that we can start planning for it way early. So unlike maybe other holidays where, you know, we have to stress in the kitchen about cooking the right meal or, you know, finding the right gift for family and friends, which, by the way, comes out of our own pocketbook, right? Um, Halloween for me is just about having fun. Um, It's about passing on traditions, and you know this from having children and kids as well, from one generation to the other, and also making new memories in the process. So when we start decorating for Halloween, I mean, you talked about costumes and so many other elements, but the one essential ingredient, if you will, are pumpkins, and we can use them to decorate the outside, we can use them to decorate the inside of our home, and the most important thing is that the trend now is about making them new, making them look really cool and innovative, because we all know that social media has changed the game for everyone. It's all about posting the right picture, you know, highlighting our best work. And we can really become professional pumpkin carvers, if you will, um, with the right tools. So it's going to look fantastic once you post it on social media. (laughs) Yes, there is so much that we could do with pumpkins that are just so much fun. And also so many other activities that aren't going to scare the kids because I have a four-month-old who just got scared at the hibachi dinner we had last night. So what are some of your other suggestions for activities that are not so spooky? Oh my gosh. So that's a very good question. And yes, you know, spooky things will always have a place for in Halloween. However, you can make them a little bit more whimsical. But for me, 
it's all about just um, the trend is about coming together, and you know this, and, and, be, and being creative. So you can carve some amazing pumpkin designs with the right tools. So, you know, pumpkin masters, they make the process so much easier. Everything is, is with step-by-step -step instructions. They provide the tools and they provide the pattern. So yes, you can start with a very traditional jack-o'-lantern design that you see right here, and then you can get more intricate, intricate as, as your confidence grows. But I can promise you that you get these amazing professional results with the Pumpkin Masters All-in-One Toolkit. And they have so many other kits as well that you can um, actually be inspired by to come up with some really cool, unique designs. So you get these amazing results, and I would say they're not necessarily spooky, right? But they are spooktacular. Nice to know that there is a kit like Pumpkin Masters because I am not the most artsy of people, but I'm always envious of all of the cool carvings that I see on other people's pumpkins. And one more thing that I do want to mention is that the tools are very safe and easy to use. So again, you mentioned the kids and the adults, fantastic. Um, all the patterns come with a little sort of guide that say easy to challenging, depending on how many pumpkins are shaded in. So you can really choose, you know, uh, what's going to make you the, the, the best pumpkin carver in that moment, depending on what pattern you choose. But yes, Halloween for me is one of my favorite holidays because it's also about entertaining. And you know this, you can have little uh, pumpkin carving parties for your kids and for the adults as well. So the kids can have their own station at home with a small little craft table. The adults can maybe gather around the kitchen island coming up with these amazing masterpieces. But then, you know, the host and, and hostess part of entertaining comes into the picture. So maybe have a punch bowl with apple, apple cider. You can have traditional Halloween treats. Um, it wouldn't be Halloween, of course, without the treats. So maybe cookies in traditional Halloween colors, like the, the black and the orange that you see right here. Of course, candy corn. But I will say this, that if you are looking for a healthier alternative to all the sugar, sometimes in candy, you know, we're all guilty of this, go ahead and actually use the real pumpkins that you're carving out as you're, as you're carving the designs and toast them in the oven so you can come up with some really healthy um, and tasty alternatives um, for the kids too. So keep that in mind. Yeah, I love that idea. The other day I bought a pumpkin and my two and a half year old and I sat and mm -hmm. we colored and we carved the pumpkin and then she helped me right. pull out all of the seeds and we went through and we baked them all and it was a whole big activity and she absolutely loved it. Right, yeah. And you know what? I'm sure you're taking pictures, you know, you're, you're creating those beautiful moments between, you know, mom and, and the children and uh, and those memories are going to last, you know, a lifetime. And it's, it's so beautiful to see because as I said at the beginning, it's about passing on those traditions from one generation to the next, all through, you know, pumpkin carving of all things, right? But I love it. Like you said, there are so many things we can do around the Halloween season. It doesn't have to just focus on the one day. You can go check out your local farms. You can go on hay rides, pick some pumpkins. So many wonderful activities. So, Martin, where can people go for more information? Um, for more information, Michelle, you can visit pumpkinmasters.com for more carving tips and tricks. Thank you so much. I'm Michelle Gerson, the Passport Mommy. And don't forget, you can check us out on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram at Passport Mommy. And you can always head to my website, PassportMommy.com and drop me an email if there's a topic that you'd like to hear on this show. Thanks so much for listening. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And MIDI can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. A new year full of surprises. 
But one thing is always predictable. Postage costs go up. Stamps.com gives you crazy discounts of up to 89% off USPS and UPS services. So when postage goes up, your business will barely notice the change. Stamps.com is like your own personal post office, wherever you are. You can even take orders on the go with the mobile app. No lines, no traffic, no waiting. Schedule package pickups, automatically find the cheapest and fastest shipping options, and seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. There's even a supply store where you can stock up on mailing supplies, labels, even printers. Stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses just like yours. All you need is a computer or phone and printer. Take a chunk out of your mailing and shipping costs this year with Stamps.com. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a special offer that includes a four-week trial, plus free postage, and free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.